Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We're on the verge of round 22 with round 21 being a bit of a difficult one. Not too many high scores. Uh, Josh, mate, I'm here with you today. Uh, how'd you go for round 21? Uh, not too many high scores, mate. Um, funnily enough, not the greatest week for me personally. Um, around the 900 mark, which, you know, it's not panic stations, but... A lot of folks scoring, yeah, closer to that thousand mark, including yourself, having a nice bounce back week, and you you catch me slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, I got nine seventy, but I didn't really move up in rank. I think I jumped maybe a hundred spots, which isn't really too much. So I'm still at two k, but yeah, it's going to be tough, tough going to climb the rankings at the moment. So I think if you, unless you're getting a thousand points plus week in week out, you're not really going to be climbing very far um, at this point. So yeah. Yeah, a bit difficult. A lot of players that just didn't really perform too well. Like a lot of people had Mitch Moses, David Fafita, Harry Grant. They all really struggled this week. Um, but like if you had, well, even if you went Cleary, only getting a 51 out of him and like kind of breaking your team to get him in kind of hurts as well. So yeah, a lot of those gun players not really not really stepping up this week, which yeah, caused a lot of these bad scores. Yeah, my bet on Cleary call hasn't paid off as yet. Somehow he he lost his unicorn points. Usually he gains them, which um, <laughs> would hurt the cause. But uh, I'm still I'm still betting on him. I'm doubling down this week. I'm captaining him again. I think so. Hopefully he comes good. Yeah, I mean against Cronulla, they've been really struggling, especially against top eight teams. So you could probably put a good bet on Cleary doing well. And I mean it makes it easier for me because now I can pick him up this week, being 50k cheaper, and hopefully get those scores out of him. Well, I guess this is a nice kind of hot topic to discuss off the top here, mate. Would you definitely be going Cleary if you've if you got the option to this week, or he's he's still got a pretty high break even there? I could could understand why people would be tempted to to wait another week on him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you can wait another week, but I think it's it's better that you get him in now. Um, now that he's had that game to kind of you know get the cobwebs out, as uh, David Fafita would put it. Um, means that he's kind of ready to go towards the back end of this year. And the and the Panthers are still pushing to get minor premiership, remember that. So they're going to have to ne- need Cleary on the on the field, you know, putting in those big efforts, getting tackle busts, try assists, tries even every now and then. So I've got a feeling he'll bounce back over the next week or two. You could wait another week, but this week, I think more than last week, he is prone to a big score, especially against the Sharks, who are struggling defensively. I agree 100%, mate. And... It was a bit of a weird week for him too. He only made five tackles uh, last week, which doesn't usually happen. Usually he's around, you know, that at least, you know, over 15. 15. So yeah. He definitely left some points out there. Had a few missed tackles and penalties, things like that as well in there. So definitely, uh, yeah, could see a bounce back at 70. Pretty, pretty easily for him. And yeah, to be the, fair, they were all over the dogs. <laughs> they were absolutely <laughs> all over them. Like they didn't really need to put make too many tackles, to be honest. That's fair. Well, mate, before we go any further and get into the the team list for this week, I just want to go through, I guess, the um, kind of strength of schedule looking ahead for these head-to-head finals, draft finals, and I guess just really a look ahead at those rounds 24, 25, 26, who are the players we're looking to target and help, hopefully help some people win some draft comps, win some head-to-heads with um, 
these this kind of like analysis, I guess. And we'll probably chuck this up in a post at some point as well. But I want to start off with the the teams that I think have the best strength of schedule for this uh, 24, 25, 26, which is, you know, the typical when your head-to-head finals and draft finals are. The first thing I want to highlight, the Warriors. Uh, they've got a really nice run. They play the West Tigers, Manly, and St. George. Uh, the way I've kind of divided this, I've got, you know, the optimal matchups for teams. I've had, I've got five clubs, uh, the Gold Coast, the Dolphins, the West Tigers, St. George, and Canterbury. They're kind of the ideal matchup. Usually we've seen over the last couple of weeks, there's been some big scores put on these teams. So bigger scores equals more more points for some of the outside backs. Then I've got the neutral teams, teams like Parramatta, the Cowboys, South Sydney, Cronulla, etc., who are kind of in this middle bracket. And then the bad matchups where teams are generally not scoring or players generally aren't scoring as well against these teams, such as Penrith, Melbourne, Brisbane as well. So the Warriors are my, my top target for the matchup. Who... Who have you got there, mate? Who are who are players you really want from the Warriors? Yeah, I mean the straightforward matchup, for, or the straightforward play to have from the Warriors would be SJ, and I think most people would have Sean Johnson at this point. Definitely don't trade him this week, even though Warriors are on a buy. I think pretty much all bar one that we'll discuss further in the pod are holds for for the Warriors, and SJ is at the top of that list. You want to be holding him. Their run home is absolutely magical, and I can see him getting you know seventy plus pretty much every week leading up to the end of the season. So definitely hold on to SJ. And that being said, considering the teams that they're playing um, around 24, 25, and 26 are quite weak defensively, um, Dallin as well on the wing is probably a good tip to get any time try score pretty much every week <laughs> once um, the Warriors are back from their bye, I think. So, yeah, Dallin's going to be a, a handy scorer, I think, as well for the Warriors. Yeah, we saw him get like a 90-odd with three, four tries there, um, you know, not too many weeks ago. And also like Nickel Klockstad, uh chance there as well for, you know, to put a score on some of these weaker teams. But let's move on to the second team I'm trying to target here. And it's kind of coming off to the back of their big performance last weekend against the Titans when they put up a score. But... The Roosters also have a really nice run. They play the dra- they play the Dolphins round twenty four, Parramatta twenty five, and then the Tigers twenty six. You think if the yeah if the kind of the, the wheels keep rolling and the Roosters keep putting on some big scores, they could really clean up these uh, these few weeks. Is who are the who are the players you're looking to target for from the Roosters? Uh well, straightforward. Tedesco, I think pretty pretty easy pick there. And Manu as well, most people would have um, in classic. But if you've got him in like your draft formats as well, he's going to be ideal to have, um, especially being a dual position player. Um, a sneaky one though would probably be Brendan Smith as well, because he's now that he's back from injury, he's actually playing big minutes. He played 70 plus minutes uh, on the weekend, just gone and posted a pretty big score. So I've got a feeling he might be utilized a bit more often now in this Roosters uh, pack. So he's a he's a sneaky one that actually might start putting up big scores towards the back end of the year here as well. So one that's, you know, if, if he's sitting amongst the waivers and you can pick him up, 
yeah, not not a bad option as well as a bit of a pod. Nice, mate. I agree with that. And the last one that I think is probably the top three matchups, and then it's a little bit of a drop, but I really like the Storms matchup as well. They play the Raiders, which is, I think, probably their hardest out of the three in 24. And then in round 25, they play the Dragons. 26, they play the Titans. I guess the obvious one to target here is probably Cam Munster. Uh We've seen how strong he finishes seasons historically as well. Is there anyone else you you kind of looking at in this uh, in this Storm team here, mate? Yeah, it kind of changes a little bit the Storm team because it's not really like the forward pack has kind of changed a lot over the last couple of weeks. And obviously, Meany would be the one at fullback that's most likely going to be scoring. Uh, well, getting tackle bus scoring the points for this team. Um, but like amongst the pack, it's really hard to pick between who the better or better scorers are going to be there. Like Nass is out at the moment because he had, uh, he's got minor finger surgery, I think this week, but he's meant to be back next week. So he could potentially bounce back to some big scores playing in the front row. Um, who else you got there? You got Eliasa Katoa as well, coming back via the bench this week. So he might be a, a late, uh, late round pickup as well for 24, 25, 26. Yeah. There's a few players there just to keep an eye on that might present some, present some good value. And especially if they're sitting amongst your waivers, they could, they could win your game week, especially if they're playing, you know, Cronulla or the Gold Coast. Might be a bit more tough against the the Raiders, but yeah, for around 25-26, definitely target um, some of those those players from the Storm. I like it, mate. The um the next kind of category I've divided this into is just the kind of they're not like the dream matchups, but they're still pretty good. So we've got the Dolphins here coming in next. They've got the the Roosters, the West Tigers, and the Cowboys. I think kind of the obvious ones to to target here, Hammer moving back to fullback. Azarko, he's obviously been really good this year. And then um, Sean O'Sullivan, I kind of like as, I guess, a bit of a point of difference in a head-to-head. I probably wouldn't be looking at him just because the um, more kind of like a draft option, I guess, if he's out there, someone to trade for. It's probably going to be hard to fit him in a classic team. But yep. is there anyone else, I guess, Dolphins-wise you want to touch on? Yeah, Dolphins are tricky because, you know, sometimes their outside backs can score really well. I know you want me to suggest Lemuelu here, but um, oh, I probably, I would only be bringing him in if you really needed a center, I think. Um, but yeah, the, to be honest, for the Dolphins, it kind of, it comes in waves. Like Jeremy Marshall King might have a couple of good weeks, but he's also carrying that AC uh, issue. Um then you've got, you know, the forwards. Mark Nichols can put up a big score here and there. There's there's plenty of players in that pack that can, on their day, put up a big score, but they're just too risky to have week to week. So I think I'd be just targeting your main playmakers like your Osakos, your Hammers, O'Sullivan's. I mean, you could go a Tavare as well as a bit of a pod, but yeah, he's a bit he's a bit of the same. You know, he has some really good weeks, but then he also has some bad weeks. So yeah, probably best to stick and be safer with those picks. Yeah, good summary, mate. And I guess that's probably the thing with these matchups as well. It's really hard to predict um, forwards benefiting from a yep. matchup. Generally, you know, yeah, Yo's and folks like that are going to be making 40-plus tackles, whatever their stat line. It's going to be pretty similar most weeks, except for, I guess, Yo got a try last week. But um, <laughs> generally, the forwards are going to be pretty consistent. It's more, I guess, trying to look at, yeah, outside backs, Guys, they can kind of fluctuate in their scores if they get three, you know, good matchups here towards the end here, and you know they're likely hit on two of them. Could be really helpful for that uh, last stretch of games for you. 
The next one I want to highlight, mate, the Knights. They play the Bulldogs, the Rabbits, and Cronulla. So pretty solid matchups there. Looking at guys like Kalen Ponga, Maju, Bradman Best. Is there anyone else you want to touch on from this from this Knights team that you could be kind of like odd? Yeah, could chuck Gagai into the mix there as well. I think Souths is obviously a harder one, but the the Sharks, they concede plenty of points and the Bulldogs obviously have been conceding way too many points recently. It's it's one of those it's one of those hard ones for the Knights that they they kind of need to win every game now. So if if they lose the next two games leading up to these matchups, they might not be putting in as much effort because their season's gone. But if they win the next two games or even one of the next two, they're in the fight for the top eight. So they're going to be, yeah, Ponga is going to be insane. Hastings will even be putting in um, a bit more effort. Probably not a viable option, Hastings. But like the the team itself, the Knights, they'll be pushing to make finals for sure this year. 100%, mate. Yeah, they've been looking good. Um, next team we got the Sharks. They play the Titans. Cowboys and then the Knights. I think especially the Titans matchup is really good. I think the Titans are going to start to drop a little bit, especially, I don't know, you could see the next couple of weeks with no Tino. I think if they put another few scores, uh, get another couple of scores put on them, could be, yeah, season done for the Titans and they could just put the queue on the rack for this back end here. Yep. So I really like... Um, that Gold Coast matchup, and then I think the the Cowboys and Newcastle matchup doesn't really scare me for the Sharks there. So guys like Hind obviously is the, is a big one. I still think Mortalo can bounce back, even though he's been pretty average. Guys like Sione Katoa as well could have a really nice run here. And then you've highlighted Nakora. What are your thoughts on him kind of back end? Yeah, Nakora is just that that guy that's going to be running those lines every week, and Hines always targets him. Um, whether it's going to Nakora for that line run or just going out the back past him, they always target that edge. Um, so yeah, he's always going to get points both in defense and in attack. So Nakora is a pretty safe one to go. The thing that concerns me most about the Sharks is they are in very very poor form at the moment, both defensively and in attack. They're really struggling. Yes, they put what three tries in three minutes, but that like is an outlier considering their first half. They were absolutely atrocious in attack. So I'd be a bit more cautious with the Sharks and I'd probably just stick with Hines as the safest option from their team because, yeah, they've definitely been struggling the last couple of weeks. And I could see, I could honestly see them dropping out of the eight um, with their current form and the, the matchups they have going going forward. Yeah, based on the last couple of weeks and nights, given how like well they've been going, yep. the Cowboys, Cowboys yeah. Eels, like, they're, it's going to be tight, and yeah, considering the performance they put up against Manly last week, they could be one that drops out for sure. And then, I guess there's one more team I want to highlight, just in the kind of good matchups portion. And it is funny, like looking at the Sharks team three or four weeks ago, or and their like upcoming schedule. I thought they were going to be the top of this this range, but Newcastle have come back, the Cowboys have come back, looking like harder matchups now. So. I guess, you know, take these, you know, like probably reassess in one or two weeks and double check that this is all looking good. There's no like massive bounce backs by any of these teams. But I also like the Penrith uh, run home here. They got Manly in 24, Gold Coast in 25, Parramatta in 26. As I say, definitely like that, that Gold Coast matchup. The Panthers have been in red hot form. See them 
that Parramatta game might be the last game that some of their big guns play. They might rest for 27. So yep. That could be a really big performance by them. So, you know, the kind of usual suspects here, Cleary, Yo, and then Dylan Edwards, probably three that I'm looking to target. Even guys like Tungo, To'o, um, just about any Penrith outside back is is a viable <laughs> option um, for this run home, I think. Is is there anything else you want to add with that, mate? No, you're absolutely right. They're, they're all viable options. Even Sorensen and Martin on an edge, they, they can go big on their day. So, yeah, this Panthers team, they're full of red-hot stars. So, yeah, plenty of points there. Well, good stuff, mate. That's some of the guys we want to target, I guess, for that run home. Just to kind of round it out, Seagulls, Tigers, Bulldogs, all, for me, kind of neutral matchups. They have a couple of nice ones in there, a couple of bad ones. Wouldn't be doing too much if I had any of those players. I'd just be hanging tight. But then moving to, I guess, on the opposite side of the spectrum with some teams I want to avoid players from. The three, the three obvious ones are the the teams with buys in these weeks. So the Cowboys have the buy twenty four, then they play Cronulla and the Dolphins, which isn't too bad of a matchup after twenty twenty four. But I think because they have that buy, they're probably players I want to get out of my team if I'm really looking for a you know if I'm looking to play in that head to head finals. I guess it depends if you're in a position where you might have the buy. Week one of your finals, you might be able to hold your Cowboys players for that. But then I'm also probably looking to get rid of my Broncos players who have that 25 buy, and then the Rabbitohs players have the 26 buy if you're really focusing on those head-to-head weeks. And then I'm also having a look at my Titans players. They play the Sharks, Penrith, and Melbourne, which are three pretty hard matchups. So I think it doesn't really affect guys like Tino and even David Fafita to an extent, but the guys I'm probably really having a look at are guys like AJ Brimson, if anyone's still got like Cam Pereira and folks like that. Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd. um, They're folks I'd really be having a look at and probably getting out of my team. Is there anyone else that you think I'm leaving out there, mate? No, there's a few people that might have gone. Um, Brian Kelly is a bit of a pod as well in the centres, has put up a few good scores. But yeah, they're, they're all players that are going to be really struggling for those uh, for those rounds. The teams they're playing are just way too good. And then the Dragons, which I doubt many people have in their team anyway, but they play South Melbourne and the Warriors, so a pretty bad run home for them. So I'd be probably getting rid of those guys if they're in your team still. One team that... A few folks might have a couple of players from is the Eels. They play the Broncos, the Roosters, and Penrith for those three games there. So guys like Mitch Moses I'm really having a look at. He he's one that, you know, still puts up decent-ish scores with, you know, kick meters and other things like that. So I don't think he's, you know, like a desperate sell, but probably one I'm having a look at if you could move him to a monster or something like that. Kind of like the sound of that. Any of those outside backs too, uh, even like Penasini, Gutho, folks like that, I'd probably be having a look at too and see if you can flip them on. Is that where you're at with your Eels players or is there anything else that you think I should add there? 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking at those at the moment. Like Moses is probably one of those guys that most people are going to be moving on to get Cleary in. I think this week he just he's worth so much cash, and the draw that Parramatta have over the next couple of weeks, even not looking at head to head, is just not great. So I think Moses is probably one to be really looking at moving on and picking up Cleary for because yeah, he'll provide a lot more consistent scores for you. Sweet, and then I guess the last one, mate. I just want to highlight here on the kind of more bad matchup side of things. The Raiders, they play the Storm. They have a nice matchup against the Bulldogs, but then they play the Broncos to round out 26. So, I don't know. Do people have Raiders players in their team? I guess <laughs> besides me and, uh, and Horsburgh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd be considering if there's, you know, um, yeah, who would people own? Like Timico, a, a, a little bit. I've got Timico in my Timico, team. Timico, yeah. Seb yeah. Chris maybe is maybe way into like I think these guys are gonna be pretty hard watches and plays, except for that twenty five against the Bulldogs. So I'd be I'd be reconsidering some of those options. Yeah. Fair. Well beauty, mate. Well that kind of rounds out just that kind of head to head draft analysis for well for this week. Who knows if we'll change next week, I guess. But uh Let's get into some, let's run through some team lists. Yeah, let's let's jump into it. There has been a few changes, so I'll only touch on the big changes that will be fantasy relevant. So starting with the Tigers and the Rabbitohs, uh, Luke Brooks and Charlie Staines are back in for the Tigers, which doesn't seem too fantasy relevant, to be honest, but Latrell Mitchell is back in for the Rabbitohs, and he is definitely expected to play this week. So big in for the Rabbitohs. Uh, Latrell Mitchell is a pod. Thoughts? because I'm very, very skeptical that he's going to come straight back up to being a gun like he was. Oh, I have the opposite opinion. I think he's going to be a gun. Um, but it's just hard. Like, a lot of people low on trades. There is some risk coming back from the calf, obviously, but I think they've been very cautious with him. Like, I think really he could have played last week, and they decided to give him an extra week. They know they need him to be fit and firing. Brian, Aaron Alfizio, he's quite bullish on Latrell, which makes me bullish. Anything anything Brian does, I'm happy to follow suit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, you know, matchup against the Tigers this weekend. Yeah, huge, huge matchup. Uh, he's been out for so long. He's He was ruled out of that first origin which is just crazy to think that's like how long he's been out. He's been out for the better part of half a season with this calf. He was so good when he was playing, you know, early, early end of the season. The Rabbitohs need to fire. I think it could be a huge play. And if you've got the resources to do it, I would be, yeah, I'd be very keen for it. Yeah, the resources is the hard thing. 742k he costs. So, yeah, you're going to have to be breaking your team if you're trying to get him in. Um, you're going to have to, yeah, concede somewhere. It is worth mentioning, too, he's got an 87 break even. So, say he comes out this weekend and gets like a 40, he could be, yeah, under 700k or something like around that 700k mark next week, which is a bit more affordable, I think. Yep, fair. Uh, right, I'm moving on to the Storm and the Eels game. The the big ones here are mainly for the Storm with uh, Nelson Osofa Solomona being ruled out with that finger injury that he's going for surgery on and Katoa being named amongst the bench. 
we kind of touched on a little bit before, but do you see either of these guys? Well, obviously, Nass is the more concerning one because people are wondering whether to get rid of him or hold him. But Ben Katoa, do you see him being a potential option for the run home? Yeah, Nass is tricky because he's, he's been pretty solid. Um, but also, NRL team list has him as big man and also a soft Solomona, which I think is funny. Um, just in case anyone was confused about his size. But, yeah, he's tricky because it... I'm not sure if NRL Physio has put in anything about how long he's going to be out for. But there's a lot of good buyers as well kicking around. Guys like, you know, Cam Murray or another guy I really like is Cam McInnes this week with the news of Dale Finucan out for the season. So I could understand why people would jump off. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And Katoa, do you think he'll come back to form and be like that big minute edge like he was at the start of the season? Yeah, I guess. I guess why not? There's Tom Eisenhuth has that spot at the moment, but I could see a situation in a couple of weeks where he wins this starting role back. So I guess it'd be kind of nice if he if he bleeds a little bit more cash. Uh, he's not too bad at the moment. He's 526, so 542k. So if he... Drops to under that 500k mark. I think he's a pretty tempting, pretty tempting look. I guess with his, you know, schedule for the back run there, and you know, he's putting some really good scores up at the start of the year as well. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, moving to the Dragons and Seagulls game, the big news here is mainly the injuries for Manly, with Paseca being pretty much ruled out for the season. I think it was six weeks. Um, with an MCL injury, but that that'll pretty much rule him out yeah. for the, the fantasy season. Looks yeah. awful. Yeah, it looked terrible watching that game. Um, and also, Josh Alloyer is out as well for the foreseeable future. Um, replacing them, uh, Tolfafoa Sipley, who hasn't necessarily been a big minute forward, but on the other side, Matt Lodge as a starting front rower for Manly, uh, put in a pretty big shift after Paseca went down um, in his first game, in his debut game. Uh, last week scored 57 points for his efforts. What are your thoughts on him as a bit of a back of the back of the season pod? Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I think he's more of a draft option that I'd be looking to pick up. Not so much a classic. I think he's at this point of the year. Like yeah, mid ranges are really tricky. I know we were just speaking about Eli Katoa. And even he's like a pretty tricky one that I probably wouldn't pull a trigger on. I think Matt Lodge falls into that same category. He's just, yeah, awkwardly priced. He's not a downgrade. He's not an upgrade. So um, I'd probably be avoiding him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving to the Panthers and Sharks. And as you were talking about before, McInnes is in for Dal Finucan, who's out for the season with a bicep injury. Uh also out for the Sharks is uh, Cole Hume with Graham repra- replacing him in the back row. Uh, notable to mention that Cole Hume's only out for one week, so don't panic trade him out just yet. Um, he still might get this spot back off Graham, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out next week. Uh, obviously, your thoughts here on McInnes are pretty good. Do you think he's a must-have option, or he's just another pod option that um, is not a bad option to go to at his price? Yeah, he's another good pod option to have, and I will say, like, when I saw the news of Dale Finucane and his injury, selfishly, I was very happy. Just my uh, my stocks of Cam McInnes in various draft leagues, I was like, yes, you beauty Cam McInnes. It's, 
uh, a real bonus for him. He should be getting like 50 pluses, I think, for the rest of the year. Unfortunately, obviously, for Fanukin, but let's go, Cam Kennis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, moving to the Dogs and Dolphins game. Uh, a lot of changes here for the Dogs with Kickout returning, Adokar returning, Preston back in, and Sexton also in at the halves. Um, a lot of players dropping out, but they were kind of fill-in options anyway for the week. Any any kind of thoughts around some of these players, like Kickout potentially as a, a decent option, or is it just too risky at this point in the year? Just too risky. I'm... A little bit surprised they brought him back. I thought he honestly might be put on ice for the rest of the year with uh, Billy Kicks, but I think these are all more kind of like draft options. The Bulldogs have just been so inconsistent. I like Avrilo at fullback, uh, especially for like a draft. But, yeah, it's all a little bit tricky with these guys, I think, mate. And uh, given their schedule back end isn't the greatest yeah i'd be i'd be avoiding yeah that's fair uh also on the other side the dolphins hammer returns to fullback with nick Rima moving into the halves and val Tavaro moving back into the centers where he should be uh what are your thoughts on on this team yeah well done if you've held val meninga this long um i think he is yeah really solid cover center option and even with, you know, buys and stuff this week, I think he's a viable play against the Bulldogs. He could, you know, if he crosses over for a try, he should be 40-plus, which is pretty handy to have there. I think Lemuelo, my man, is still the best center in NRL Fantasy. Sure. Get him in. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, I like the hammer back at fullback, I think especially for, for draft and, and things like that, even as a pod for the run home, given the Dolphins have a decent run. Don't mind that as well. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be coming back to his form at the start of the year. Obviously, scoring a try every game does help your scores. Um, but he just yeah, seems still... to sing. He just does it. Yeah. Just, I guess, some, like, loose support play and then runs the field. Yeah, he's always he in the right spot, which is fair to him. Fair. He can't keep doing it, and then he just keep, keeps doing it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Back in. Righto, last game to, that we're going to touch on is the Titans playing the Cowboys with the Cowboys team. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai is out. He'll probably be back uh, the last round of the year. I think round 27 or 26 was when he's meant to be back with uh, Finafuiaki actually replacing him on an edge. Thoughts on Finafuiaki as a good downgrade um, and obviously the best cash out cheapie at the moment. Yeah, he might be the best cash out at the moment six sorry 268k my worry with it is that i think he and lukey is due back next week or the week after so it could be a pretty short stint for him in the in the starting spot here or even if uh like i doubt he plays 80 in this position he's only been playing you know 20 30 minutes off the bench most weeks so i assume that's what sam mcintyre is in the team for to kind of come spill him in the edge position at some point uh so i think he's a fine cash out option but just i guess know what you're getting you're not going to be getting you know someone who's going to be giving you consistent 40s for the rest of the year yeah exactly i think luke is due back around 23 so next round most likely you could see him moving back to the bench so yeah 
definitely one to be cautious of. Unless you're using him as like a, just a complete cash out to get him in for one game and then just get rid of him and be a red dot or or whatever off your off your emergencies for the rest of the season. Which don't mind that it's it's a season. It's time like if you've got someone who's like maybe in the four hundred k's or something that you're not playing anyway, you may as well cash him out. Like I know a few people are considering Brendan Hands cashing him out this week with Lusick named on that extended bench. Yeah, so kind of doubts about his kind of minutes and things. Moving forward, if you're going down to a Fini Fuiaki, I don't don't hate that, to be fair. If you're freeing up cash to make bigger moves elsewhere. Yep, yeah, fair. Righto, let's move on to the big draft options this week, especially now that you've done that bit of analysis in terms of head-to-head and, and draft finals. Uh, who are you looking at bringing in this week to, to set you up for the finals? Yeah, so... I think it's worth mentioning too, like last week we talked about Aaron Clark. He had a really good week. Um, really like him again this week, especially with no Tino out. So I think he is a really nice plug and play option there for your, for your drafts. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to to pick up some pieces from some of these teams. So we mentioned the Warriors. I even don't mind guys like... You might have Rocco Berries and folks like that in your in your teams or in your waivers, sorry. So I'm just honestly going down the list and looking at some of these some of these guys that you think you could plug in as like a loop option for your your head to head um finals there. Really like guys like Daniel Tupo as well, who could easily get you kind of like a sixty plus in there as like a stash. We've talked stashes about these kind of Cowboys edges as well with Lukey coming back, probably some folks dropping Nanai. I don't mind him as a speculative added and kind of if you've got the bench spots, he could be back for that round 25 or 26 if he comes back early potentially. That's kind of me just spitballing, mate. Have you got any any other options that you're, you're eyeing off? Yeah, specifically for draft, I guess Matt Lodge is my my big one. I think he's going to get a lot more minutes now in this manly pack with the two big forwards out. So Lodge is Lodge is my, probably my big one, and then kick out just to see. You know, he might come back and be a bit slower, but I I've got a feeling that he's going to bounce back pretty pretty quickly. I don't think he's going to be just sitting there chilling in the back row. So yeah, I think kick out is not a bad option just to chuck on your bench, see how he goes, and then he potentially becomes a play option for the finals. But yeah, definitely. Kick out is more of a one to watch than a must get right now. Nice, mate. And I guess some other ones I'm just looking down. Honestly, when you have a look at this stuff, we'll put it on socials at some point, but just having a look at like the wingers on some of these teams with the good matchups. Yep. Guys like Will Warbrick, Xavier Coast have had some really big games of late. Really like them as options as well in the in the run home. Yeah, absolutely. Righto, let's move to fantasy buy, hold, sell. So exactly who you're looking for to shore up your team for these last few rounds. Uh, who's your best buy this week? My favorite buy is Cam McInnes this week, mate. Really like him. He's kind of flying under the radar. He's not really in the top, you know, percentage changes since the lockout here. Also really like Cam Murray. So I think they're both 
a little similar. So I can understand why you go Cam Murray as well. He's probably got more pedigree and obviously had the really nice score last week. But really like Cam McInnes as well for that kind of uh, a bit more of a bargain, but also a mid keeper for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my buys were pretty similar to that. Um, I still have Cleary as one of my top buys uh, this week. Yeah, to be honest, and I think you have to get him in this week if you if you don't have him already as well. So, yeah, probably probably trying to break your team to get Cleary in is the I wouldn't say most important thing to do this week, but it's definitely up there as something you have to do for this run home. Is there any who are you saying at this point are like must haves that you need to have in your team? Besides, so I think Hines would probably agree is there. Um, yeah, Cleary Hines, Cleary Then I'm probably chucking in Harry Grant as a hooker. I know he's been one of the worst performing hookers so far after Origin, um, but he he will bounce back. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that he won't put up a, a sixty or a seventy over the next couple of weeks. Um, so Harry Grant's the best hooker option, I'd say, and blokes like Yo and Haas in your in your mids are the the must-haves, I think, at this point. Yeah, Harry Grant is tricky for me, mate. I've been avoiding him the whole year, and I don't think it's hurt me that much. Um, honestly, with guys like Reeves Robson, who were kind of comparable with him there before Origin, I'm pretty happy running with a Damian Cook versus a Harry Grant. Outscored him by like 10, 15 points last week. Obviously, Harry Grant had a stinker, but Damien Cook didn't play that well either and still, um, you know, scored in the mid-40s with them getting Latrell and some more troops back. I can see him starting to roll over teams a little bit and get some more attacking stats. But I think it's probably one of those two. If it's not Harry, it's, it's Cook for me. Yeah, that hooker position is an absolute wasteland at the moment. It sucks. I hate it so much. <laughs> There's no good players there at the moment. No consistently good players anyway. I agree. And I'm not sure if we'll get into Bundy Mixer chat at some point, but that's one of the strategies I've been employing for the Bundy Mixer is just, um, yeah, not trying to go with a Harry Grant or a Damian Cook, kind of going for a bit more of a pod in the in the hooking um and some of the the girls were doing really well last week so that's what i've done um and i think i'll try and do that moving forward is go um one of the females in the hooking position yeah that they were scoring absolutely huge scores on the weekend i think outscored most of the guys um a few of them as well so yeah definitely some good players there to keep an eye on um for mixer uh, right, I'm moving into your holds this week. I think we already know the Warriors team is pretty much all holds, but uh, anyone else that you've got on your mind? No, that's pretty much it for me, mate. All the Warriors, especially Sean Johnson, if you got him, I'd be holding. I think Brendan Hands is still a hold this week. He's still got a low break even. I'm kind of curious to see what this minute split is like. I think there's a chance he could still play 80 or you know, high 60s, 70s and still be getting out decent scores. At least that's what I'm hoping. And then I think Colquhoun as well as a hold, I wouldn't be looking to sell him or do anything with, with him either. Yep. Yeah, absolutely fair. There's some other guys there. Obviously, Grant after his score and even Dave Feeder, they had some poor scores this week, but obviously holds um, their guns in their own right. I think 
a few people might be looking at like a, a Jack DeBellin or a Tohu Harris this week, and I can kind of understand why. Um, but I think for Jack DeBellin's sake, I think I'd be holding him for now after his minutes dropped last week. Um, I'd wait to see if that's actually going to be an occurrence going forward before I'd rush to drop him from your team. So definitely hold JDB this week. I agree with that. And yeah, Tohu's probably the trickiest one. That's He's not an immediate sell, but I can understand why folks would be doing it. As we kind of highlighted in the matchup for the run home there, the Warriors have a really nice one, which... And Tohu tends, like those kind of more grindy games is where he scores the the really nice 60 plus 70 scores for me. The ones where the Warriors kind of roll over teams, he's, he's not as needed and they can, you know, afford to give him an early spell or things like that. Yep. So that's kind of in the back of my mind when I'm thinking about this week and what I'm going to do with him. I think for me, it's going to depend on how my emergencies play. If they all play well and I don't need to trade him, I probably won't. But if they shit the bed and I don't want to cop like a, a 19 from Mulatalo or something like that, yeah, then I'll probably trade him. Yeah, that's fair. I think, um, well, moving on to sells, I think Tohu Harris is a sell this week based on pretty much what you said. The, the back end for the Warriors is pretty light on. They're going to be rolling over teams and I just don't think his minutes are going to be there. The last three weeks, he hasn't played 80 minutes, hasn't played over 60 minutes in the last three weeks. So I think his, unfortunately, his time is up um, in the mids. And yeah, they're probably going to be looking to resting him a bit more so that he's fresh to go for finals as well. And AFB has just been taking so many minutes off him that it's unreal. So yeah, I just don't think Tohu Harris will keep those scores up um, for the back end of the season. Yeah, that's fair, mate. Can I understand that? But what are your other cells anyway? I guess that's my main one apart from uh, obviously like, you know, the injury news with guys like Nanai and um, Fanukan out. But I guess one that's, you know, pretty high up the list in the changes since lockout, Jacob Preston, what are you doing with him? Is he a sell for you? Uh, he's been named this week. So if, you, if you've held on to him, I think he's fine to, to hold. Um, I wouldn't be... Opposed to to selling him, like he's still worth nearly 700k. You can sell to a pretty decent player for that kind of price. But I think with their matchup against the Dolphins this week, I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of him. He could put on a couple of tries um, for you this weekend. So not a not an urgent sell, but it's kind of team dependent for him. Like if you can use his cash to upgrade to get Cleary in or an absolute gun, then yeah, fair enough, sell him. But if if you're only going sideways with him, I just yeah hold him. There's no no rush to get him out this week. Yeah, I rate that as well, mate. I agree. Yeah, I think there's some bigger bigger issues for some players like Tanner Boyd. Probably needs to go this week. I think he's only going to keep dropping. Um, if you've got him, Harris, like I've already mentioned, and uh, Nanai as well, obviously because he's out for so long, is probably another sell. I guess guys like Tungor is a difficult one. He's got that leg injury, which was ruled out of the of the team last week, um, and we're not really sure what the what the case is there. We have no idea what the injury is, even like it could be a Latrell type of injury that it's a bit of a niggle and it just keeps going on and on and on, and he doesn't come back, or it could be nothing and he might be back in the team next week. We just don't know. So he's one that I'm 
I'm a bit more cautious with and I'm leaning closer to a sell just considering how much he is actually worth Tungor. Um, yeah, I think I'm leaning closer to sell for, for Tungor than hold at this point. What are your thoughts about him? I'm probably leaning more holding. I guess people have probably only brought him in recently. Yep. They obviously got like some belief in him. I thought it was only going to keep him out for a week. It seems like it's on the minor side, this uh, this injury. So I think he could be back next week and then that's fine, I think. Yeah, it's just the not knowing. That's the that's the big issue because you don't want to keep holding him, hoping he's coming back next week and then him being held again or not being named again and then it's a week after kind of thing and then you've already missed two or three weeks with him sitting in your emergencies. That's the biggest issue for me. Fair, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to some fan questions. Um, so if you want to submit a fan question, head to Instagram page. I say this every week at Footy Brains Pod. Um, and we put up a story uh, for you to ask your questions before we run the podcast. Uh, question from Jimmy. Uh, who do I trade Tungor to? So he's obviously decided to sell Tungor this week. Uh, what are your best center options? Lemu Wellu. <laughs> of course. Uh, number one. Nah, I think he's... He's one of the premiums. Probably at the top of the list is Garrick. He's been unreal. He's just getting those base stats. Gets so yep. much base stats in that fullback position, plus the goal kicks. He's probably the premium option. And then I think either one of um, Manu or Lemuelu is the next next best. Then if you're really feeling, I don't know, potish, you can go like a Penasini, a Tomoko. Val Holmes, folks like that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Question from Jonah. What's your best captaincy option this week? I'm doubling down on on Nate. Uh, Nate Cleary. So, yeah, the big chin. Let's see what he can do do this week. I think against the, the, dog, sorry, the dogs, the sharks, pretty solid matchup for him. I like him a little bit more than Hines this week. I don't... I don't know. With the Sharks, they've been they've been pretty average. They're playing against the Panthers this week. A lot of Nico's like Nico's been scoring well the whole year, and I'm sure he was still hit at least like fifty. But I just don't think that you know eighty plus game is in the realm of possibilities for him here against the Panthers, who are pretty pretty stingy for fantasy points. So I'd rather bet on Cleary. Yeah, I think Cleary's the the soft the safer option this week. Um, question from John: Only have one trade left, and all green dots. Should I sell Bird? Uh, and he's also mentioned that he's a head-to-head player. So, yeah, very very short on trades. My uh, my answer was decided when you like before you even got to the the real question. I've got one trade left. Hold it. Hang on for dear life. Bird could still back, bounce back and get 80 minutes towards the back end of the year as well. We're not ruling that out, but it's, yeah, it's not looking likely at the moment, but I'd still hold him, especially if you only have one trade left. And that, that's probably like a good overarching advice to the folks. Like, I haven't really looked through our DMs that much this week, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of, like, people with three trades and they're making two, like, really random trades this week as their last two of three. Um... <laughs> Just don't. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, just, just hold them. Like, there'll be, like, if, you know, someone goes down with a season and an injury, you're going to be stuck with them for the whole year unless you keep a couple of trades up your sleeve. Yep. So 
yeah. You've got five rounds left. Should probably have five trades left, ideally. Yeah. I think that's a nice way of putting it. Yep. Uh, Next question. Tarpany to Murray and Sloan to Dylan Edwards. So a bit of a trade down from Tarpany, but upgrade your your fullback. Yeah, I don't hate that, but kind of like, again, Tarpany, he's been pretty good of late, I think, and I think he could uh, kind of storm into the back half of the year here. At least I'm betting on him to do so. So I kind of like holding Tarpany, but then obviously that um, upgrade to Dylan Edwards I really like. But I don't know how much that trade really makes you the Tarpany down to Cam Murray. Probably not a whole lot. So I'd be probably trying to look at other ways to to find that cash and um, holding Tarpany. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next question, what would you do with Robson? Or who would you trade in for Robson? I only have one trade. The one trade? Yeah, uh, I'd stick with Robson. There's no one at 600k that's worth trading Robson for at that hooker position. you just hold him, right? Yeah, definitely. And he's, yeah, I think he's going to bounce back a little bit, Reese Robson. He's been a little bit average, but yeah, I think he will bounce back. I've just realized I'm looking through the questions now and a lot of people have like, oh, I've only got one trade. I've only got two trades left, but I want to get in this person. I've just got to say overall advice, just don't use those trades. Even if you don't have Cleary, because a lot of them are trying to still get Cleary in with only one or two trades left, you you don't have the trades to get Cleary in at this point. So I wouldn't worry. <laughs> I'd be holding those trades for sure. What are your thoughts there? My thoughts are we're probably going to have like five listeners after the next two weeks because everyone will be done with their trades. Keep listening to us. We might have some uh, some genius advice for this back end here, but um yeah, I agree, mate. I think one that one trade a week uh comment you had, I think that's a good good yardstick, I guess, for the for the back end here. And just yeah, keep them up your sleeve because it happens every year like you know Someone's going to go down injured. It's going to screw us all over. You, you may as well, like, as we are saying at the start, like, it's really hard to make up ranks at this time of year. But it's really easy to lose ranks if you have no trades. So, yep. Very um, much so. Yeah. Be cautious of it. Yeah. Uh, I might just throw a couple players at you that people are choosing between because I've got a few questions that people are asking between this person or this person. So... Starting with, uh, in your mids, do you go Yo or Horsburgh? I'll go with Yo. Yeah, I think I'd go Yo as well. Uh, Manu or Timakor? Manu. And DCE or Cleary? Cleary. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't mind DCE if you're really short on trades, just so you don't have to spend two trades, because normally you won't have 940k lying around, but yeah. Cleary's obvious option. And that's pretty much it. That's all our questions. Any love for some NRL mixer this week, mate? How's your, how'd you go for that first week? I didn't do too badly. I just had a couple of, you know, obviously Harry Grant and Dave Feeder didn't do much. So they're, they're the players that let me down. But other than that, did fine, I think. I think I got a 400, 404 or something like that. What about yourself? I did all right. I think it was like 500 and something. Um, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> But, oh, wait, no, I didn't. Sorry, I got a 450 as well. I'll put some mail on that. But I really liked it. I 
starting to get into the NRLW, it's unreal if you haven't given it a check out. Um, and just quietly, like some of the celebrations that are going on in the NRLW, oh, huge. smash the, smash the blokes like out of the water. Like they're coordinated. Yeah. There's some some team efforts going on. Really good stuff. So no, I've been really liking it this week, mate. My team, how it's lining up, I've got the kind of stack of two Rabbitohs players. So I'm betting on Latrell and Colin Matungi this week. To oh, go huge. With two. Yep. And then, oh, sorry, my bloody dad's just giving me a call. And then I'm also going with, with Boyle from the Roosters as my captain with Sergis and then Manzelman from, from the Cowboys as hooker who scored an unreal try last weekend as well. Very nice. I've also gone with Millie Boyle this week, but I'm going to stick with uh, Isabel Kelly as my center. I know Sergis went went crazy last week, but I think uh, Kelly is normally the the big uh, big scorer, so I've stuck with her. And I've still got Tonegato at fullback because I think she's uh, now that she's playing in the halves, I think she's going to get her hands on the ball a lot more and she's going to score a lot more in attack. But um, yeah, I think I'm still going to stick with the guys. Hines, Fafita, Grant for me are the are the big three that I think I'm going to stick with for most of the season. Yeah, like it. You can't currently argue with that, can you? Not at all. Righto. Thanks for another week, Josh. Uh, any any imparting words like I did last week? No, I need to think of a good catchphrase, but I guess I'll be lame again this week and say just good luck. Hope you go well. And um, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast please follow us at Freddy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.